Martin Luther King Jr. once said, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Hello, I'm Claire Twenty, And well, this is a podcast called Just Make the Thing about how to start a thing and keep on making it. Today, we talk about mindset and about persistence. To me, persistence when you're a maker of things is the whole Kit Kat and caboodle, not just the cake, but the icing and the cream too. Okay, I'll stop with the analogies, but you get it. What if though, like me, you weren't born with persistence in spades? Where does it come from? Or more importantly, how do you fake it till you make it? And what should we be doing to look after our mindset so we can keep on making the things we want to make? After last week's episode on failure, where I failed abysmally, pulled myself up by my bootstraps and kept on going, I sat down with Chanel Luchev, my yoga teaching lawyer mate, to talk about her new job, her mindset, and where her persistence comes from, because geez, she has a lot. I also wanted to talk about what to do if, like me, yours is off in the Greek islands having a grand old time. We were going to talk about some stuff today we because were. you've started a bloody new job, mate. I have started a new job and so far it's going really well. Um, my new manager is lovely um, and really just so accommodating and everything we discussed prior to me starting, he's actually come through on. So, wow. yep, I told him about the yoga teaching and I had... Um, some presentations to give yesterday, no, Friday, sorry. And um, he said, yep, just work from home and you can. That is amazing. Yeah. So he so, really came through with the flexibility yes, thing. Yeah, he really did. He really did. And to be honest, like, it's funny when you find a manager that's supportive, they don't make a big thing of it because yeah. they trust you to do your job. And because you don't want to let them down, then you end up working Harder. Harder. Isn't that such mm. a lesson in trusting people yeah. and believing in them and when you support people, they'll work for you yeah. harder. Yep. I think. So that was Chanel talking about what it's like to find a job where you can also follow your creative passion at the same time. It doesn't always have to mean that you throw out the baby with the bathwater and go full time into it. It can be something you do alongside the rest of the life that you're doing. So well done to her and we'll keep finding out more about how she goes. The next part of our conversation might seem a bit funny, but trust us, it does become more relevant. And I think it's a really important conversation about mindset and about comparison and how that can often defeat ourselves, our creative selves and block us from being persistent. Also, it's kind of funny to google and have a look at swimwear and the trend at the moment is really high cut bikini bottoms or bather bottoms that sit up on the hip and i had a meltdown (laughs) this morning (laughs) which i shared with and you don't have to share you don't have to share how i like i don't really care about about lady bits in general, because if you go onto any swimwear website, they have airbrushed out any evidence of a vagina. At it's all! Pre- it's pretty much just like leg and then bone and then stomach. I don't yes. understand where the bits have gone. No, they're, they're just not existent anymore. They're, really they're out. Not. And all that is left is some kind of weird bony vagina thing that no one owns. Nobody owns it. And then all you're left feeling is like, like I was saying to Chanel, I've drawn a line in the sand. I will feel guilty about everything else, but I will not be feeling guilty about my lady bits. I am not being dictated to about how they will look. I will feel sad about my cellulite, but I will not feel sad about that. Line drawn. And anyway, the reason I wanted to bring that up and why I know we're talking about persistence but I think a lot about persistence is mindset yeah and I think that there is something in your mindset and and the images that you see and the thoughts that you (laughs) that you think yep that makes sense yeah that determine how easy it is to be persistent 
and to keep going. And and I think that for at, this is an example of our body image and how we feel about ourselves. If we're looking at imagery of things that are non-existent, that don't like women's bodies don't actually look like that. They're all airbrushed. Yeah. Or yep. they're all, you know, working out a hundred million times a day and eating like celery stick juice or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's it because everybody's body shape is actually different. So, you know, when we look at Facebook and Instagram and all of that social media stuff, it's the same with our creativity and, our, you know, making it stuff pursuits. If you're comparing yourself constantly to other people yes, and exactly. other imagery, then it is super hard to be persistent because, you're just constantly thinking, well, they've already done it better than me. Yeah. They already look better than me. They're already so far ahead of me. Why would I bother? Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with that. And, yeah. and the reality is, I think actually my yoga course has been really great in helping to change my mindset about bodies and body shapes. And we look at things from a scientific perspective when we're looking at the body. And so... Um, I have noticed that I'm certainly less bothered by it. And the funny thing was initially last night when I started looking at images, I was like, these look really weird. Why is everybody's bit so bony? This looks really strange. But then after three hours (laughs) (laughs) of falling into the Google hole of sadness, which happens so often to me and suddenly I've got like a numb finger from just staring at my phone for three hours. And I suddenly look up and go, oh, that's right. The, the world is not like how many things when I type in in Google and predict a text and oh images. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd sort of convinced myself that, oh, wait, maybe this is the norm. Like, and the logical part mm. of me would just, and, and as I'd said to you earlier, if a friend had spoken to me about their concerns about their lady parts, I would have probably laughed at them and then gotten very annoyed at them Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. But you really can sometimes fall into that trap of Mm. imperfection or focusing on your imperfections. Yeah, and it's that comparison thing. Yeah. It's the comparing of yourself to other people. And this whole social show, I can't say the word, social, <laughs> social media thing, yeah. where which is so wonderful in some ways because we can share information and mm. it's wonderful. There's a really amazing um, writer and columnist called Rebecca Sparrow who talks a little bit about this. Um, she does a talk to high school girls and boys um, and parents about how to manage their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And she was saying this exact thing that you've got to – because of this social media thing, we've got to actually curate our feed and curate what we look at mm. and actively follow and look at images and people that are inspiring, but not um, people that make you feel bad about yourself or where you you feel like things aren't attainable or there's stuff wrong with you. And I've noticed that in my Instagram. If I'm looking at Instagram and, I, and I've started doing this now, if I look at someone's feed and whenever I see that image – subconsciously I start feeling bad about myself yeah then I'm like you know what unfollow nah why am I looking at that I don't need that in my life I don't want to delete my Instagram I don't want to delete my Facebook but I don't want to have people in my life where I feel like or imagery that yeah he's gonna because it does your mind is an amazing thing if you absorb something for three hours straight (laughs) you will suddenly come to your friend's house and be worried about your bony vagina On a Sunday morning <laughs> when you would never be worried about that previously. <laughs> Until yesterday. Until yesterday. Do you know what I mean? I think that yeah, that's like. I do. I do. It's, and so to be, to live creatively and to keep making something, you've got to look after your mindset. You really do. Mm. It's it's 100% true. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Reflecting on it now probably wasn't the smartest <laughs> choice. <laughs> but you're you just not. keep scrolling <laughs> but you're not this is the thing it's so addictive though mm. and you are so not alone like everybody's doing that yeah everybody's sitting in their house in their pajamas on it like if they're not out doing something on a Saturday <laughs> night eating their soup out of the Tupperware <laughs> scrolling and comparing themselves to everybody else yeah you know yeah. and that's real hard like um Barack Obama, who I think is pretty cool, mm. he said something in an interview that you just have to focus on the work. Yeah. And I love that idea that rather than looking either side, I think Oprah might have said this too, if you're looking either side at what everybody else is doing, 
then automatically you think, well, why should I bother? Why should I make something or do something or whatever? But if you focus on the work and what's in front of you um, and what's real, then that keeps you, I think, a bit more steady. Yeah, I think so. I think think. um, dedicating yourself and your energy to improving or working on that craft or that creativity, I think, Mm. is the best way to focus your energy because you will undoubtedly I guess improve or build on that thing which is actually making you feel whole yeah instead of worrying about I mean and look to some degree like a bit of comparison is probably necessary in some respects because you don't want to be completely off center so definitely for example we have um so I gave some presentations on Friday night and our teacher who is probably a little bit on the stricter side, but is just a wonderful, very funny, lovely person. Um, she, we did, we gave our presentations and she was, you know, she was really positive, but she also gave us some constructive criticism. She said, oh, does anybody want any practice notes on their actual practice? And we were all, you know, very eager and open to it. And she said, I just need to check because I have given people practice notes on their practice before students and also people that were already teaching and then I've gotten really terse emails the next day from wow. them saying, how dare you tell me that my downward dog isn't good enough, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And so funny because I always imagine that yoga people are just like, one with the universe and a song, don't care about anything but the love. And they're just like, how dare you critique my downward dog position and my child's pose? They're perfect. Yeah. See, nobody is perfect. Seriously. Yeah, nobody's Seriously. got it all figured um, out. So to some degree, I mean, and she's all about safety and making sure that you're like understanding body mechanics and how best to practice that's going to make you actually feel better and be better Mm. for your body. So that's where her critique comes from, which is a really good and necessary place because a lot of people do a lot of damage to their bodies by doing unsafe yoga practice. So criticism has its place, but then also you do need to focus on yourself and how to improve yourself and working on your thing and not worry about other people making their own things so much. Yeah, I agree. I think this criticism is really hard to take, but also constructive criticism is actually really important when you're oh, making yeah. art, isn't it? Oh my God. Or anything, like doing anything, whether it be yoga or cake baking or whatever, if you can be open and open your heart, like you were saying this when you teach, that you open it up to people and say, okay, what can I improve on? What can I do better? Mm. Um, It's hard because you just want them to be like, you don't have anything to improve on. You're perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But then you're never going to move forward. No. and, And our teacher said to us on the Friday night, if you ever get to a point where you feel like you have nothing to learn, Find another vocation. Wow, I love that. So she she said, I've been practicing for, I don't know, 20 years or something. Mm. She's like, I've still got so much to learn. And I learn from people that are more experienced than me. I learn from people that are more junior than me. So um, there is something about continuously trying to, like striving to improve yourself and work on your own Mm. practice, your own creativity. Exactly. And that's that whole persistence thing, isn't it? That you... The, the, what I'm starting to learn about all of this, like, cause of last week's disastrous failure episode, <laughs> which actually I finally got made, which I felt like was never going to get made. What it taught me was that there's no end point to this creativity no. thing. And the whole part of it, the whole thing that you've got to be okay with is the fact that you're going to have to continually learn and grow Yep. And make mistakes and iterate and, and do the full circle all over again. And if you're not okay with doing that, then you're not going to make anything really worthwhile or, yeah. or, or achieve anything really worthwhile because that is the whole point. Like that's learning. Yeah. That's life. That's growth and change. And it hurts sometimes and it's hard and frustrating and you just want to sob into your shoes or something, <laughs> which is so yeah. not about, and I said about 50 times in the last episode, you know, that that's, that's the, the, um, whole point of it. It's actually probably the biggest part of making something, isn't it? The, yeah. The, yep. the having like getting feedback and the making mistakes and then the redoing and the doing again and the doing again and the doing it again for like 50 more times Yeah, until you get it. 
A hundred percent. She, the teacher gave me some practice notes on literally me being in all fours. I'm like, I'm doing that wrong? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah. So um, she just said, oh, because I'm hypermobile in my shoulders, mm. I tend to just swing my arms back. I'm like, isn't that normal? And she's like, no, your body can do that. But a lot yeah. of people's bodies can't do that. So she's like, you need to rein it in, just rein it in just a little bit because it's it's sort of all about back support and core support and it's all yeah. about the core. Core's oh, very important. Everything's about the freaking core. My core is like a serious like bowl of jelly in there. <laughs> it's just jellying in around. I've always had really bad core and I – over. okay, now I'm just being sore because I, I was about to say, I've done so much work on it. Okay, I know I haven't really. I just <laughs> occasionally remember it and do a plank. Yeah. Hey, hey, that is something. Thank you. You are working on it. I am. I am <laughs> trying. I'm real trying. So that's all you can do. But, yeah, I, core is really important. But I, this is what I wanted to talk about too with all of this stuff mm-hmm. and you will know this um, with all of your yoga practice. What are some things that we can do, like actually do, like physically mm-hmm. and also mentally that help with that mindset and that way of feeling good about yourself? Yeah. And because I think when you're making something or doing something new, looking after that yourself, your mind, mm. your mindset is so valuable because that's actually what drives everything forward. But I also really believe, and I'm sure you do too, we've talked about this before, that your mind and your body so intricately linked. Well, your brain like sits in your body. Yeah. So, you know, yep. that's where you live. I think so, that's the thing. You know? Like you really do, I think as humans, we are driven by our brains and our intellect and we forget mm. to listen to our bodies. And yes, the brain sort of controls stuff. But at the same time, if the body is not following, then the brain will just get frustrated, you know. Yeah. So I think at the base of it, is trying to live a healthy lifestyle. So just just at a very basic level um, to improve your emotional state and your mental alertness, mm. eating well, being active, mm. sleeping properly, isn't drinking that, lots of water. Like I know like it's really f- boring, but no, it's it actually, the bloody truth. Yeah. It's actually so the truth, isn't yeah. it? And there's all this yep. other noise out there. But at the end of the day, if you get enough sleep, if you eat well, if you exercise, if you drink water, mm. that's it. Well, you would know this with a little baby. Yeah. How differently you feel when you have slept because I know that you don't get much sleep these oh, days. Oh, mate. Well, it's getting better now. Mm. But yeah, it is great. Like, especially when he was sort of around six months old and he went this phase where just Sleep was like a thing that he just decided was not a thing he wanted to do, <laughs> unless it was about two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. sleep for ages. <laughs> but and people say things like, "Just sleep when they sleep." Do you want to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon every single day? No, you want to sleep at night time when everyone else is sleeping. Anyway, oh, it was hilarious. Oh god, but yeah, you do become a crazy person. Mm. And what actually is the most interesting to me, and I think. It was revolutionary when I realized this because initially I just thought the world is a terrible place. Mm. I'm a terrible person. The world is a terrible place. Everything is awful and I hate everything. Well, not my son, obviously, (laughs) or my husband, (laughs) or my dog, or my friends. But like, you know, I just, I was just really miserable. And then I, what I realized was the only change was when I got sleep. Literally, the only thing that changed was sleep and suddenly the world was great. Yep. And, and so that, that to me is so fascinating that so much stuff must happen while we sleep to reset everything and recharge everything. Mm-hmm. And our brain is so complex. And so if you're using that brain every day to perceive the world and see things and, and create things and do things, if you're not letting it sleep enough, mm. then it's not kind of recharging everything and getting your battery going. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it totally changes the way you perceive everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Do you what do you in yoga do they talk about um positive thought? Oh god, now we're getting super hippie. Um but... you know what they talk more about presence more than anything else, perceiving the world as much as possible as it actually is. Yeah. Not what not the lens that you put on it. And I think oh, you can't so... help it because we're all human and we see the world in a certain way. Yeah. But Seeing the world as it is, is very different to your opinion of what you think 
The world is yeah. yeah. So, um, and for me, for my mindset and maintaining like my mental focus and maintaining, I guess my my drive. My my physical technique that I use is just breathing. So when I find I get really wound up and it happens often because I'm prone to anxiety <laughs> over stupid things like bony vaginas. <laughs> I can't believe I even oh god, I'm so embarrassed. No, <laughs> no, but the reason you shouldn't be embarrassed because so many people would be thinking stuff like that. Yeah. It might not be exactly that thing. <laughs> But it's going to be something. Yeah. It's going to be something. Like so many people have anxiety about things. Yeah. yeah. So, and and I mean, the theory is the breath is the connection or the bridge between the body and the mind. So when you feel so wound up and tense and anxious, do some counted breathing just to bring you back to the present moment. And then life is actually, it's okay. I feel. I'm actually doing it now. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. Yeah. Just like breathing. In all seriousness, like slow, deep breathing <sighs> is one of the best things really for your mind and your body. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's so, so simple and it's free. It's not like you have to pay for it, you know. Yeah. Just you don't there. even need an app. You don't need an app. Well, there probably is one, I reckon. There is. There's a couple because yeah. I downloaded them. <laughs> and they basically say things like, and now breathe in. And now breathe out. Yeah. And you're like, I could just do this. Yeah. yeah. I can breathe. Breathing is good. Breathing's great. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually really um, powerful and also kind of empowering mm. when mm. you think, okay, so what are the things that will help us be persistent and look after our mindset and keep making stuff? Stuff, it's all bloody free. Yeah, it so is. So sleep. Yep. I mean, water's not exactly free, but you know, you can. it's not expensive. No. And then, so you've got your sleep, you have your water, you have eating well, mm-hmm. and then you have the breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe exercise, which you can also do for free if you want. Exactly. You can just go do some walking. Yep. And all of that, and that, all that simple stuff makes you... It will refresh you and make you feel better. It'll refresh you and help you focus your creative mind, I think. And and like and as you say, like when you've done those things, you'll be surprised how much you can achieve, I yep. think. Mm. Like I had – so this week was a crazy busy week for me because I had two sets of presentations, one on Tuesday night and then one on Jeez, Friday. plus starting a new job. Plus starting a new job Holy and then I had doily. class on Wednesday and then I had I was teaching on Thursday. So by the time I got to Friday night, I didn't get home until nine and I was like, oh, the week sucks. Oh, it sucks so much. No. I'm so tired. And then you did four loads of washing this weekend. <laughs> You're over there in your smugness just being all productive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, meanwhile, <laughs> today I plan to sit and read a book and that's pretty much it. Um, and podcasts. And podcasts. And bring over pastries. Oh, yeah, that too. And freak out about vaginas. <laughs> yes. Stop saying that oh, on the show. Oh, God. We're going to turn off any male listener. We'll just be like, oh, God, what is this devotion? Oh, to? I'm so sorry. I am discovering that procrastination is such a kind of – when you have your phone, procrastination is such an easy thing to do. It's even easier now. And that, to me, is one of the hardest things to deal with when we're talking about persistence and mm. keeping on making something. Procrastination. I can procrastinate till the friggin' cows come oh, home and too. I don't even live on a farm. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the cows are just walking in my house and I have been on there for 100 years. Just like doing all the other things except for the thing that I should be doing. Yeah. Someone said this to me once, which I really – and it really helps me now with this whole – idea of getting starting something and that whole idea of procrastination mm. um they said they actually I said someone said it to me I heard it on a podcast still it feels like someone said a it person to said it to you through it, the through internet the, machine the internet machine <laughs> exactly <laughs> that you have to for me you have to sidle up to your computer mm-hmm. you have to sidle up to your work and kind of tell yourself I'll just I'll just have a look at it mm. and maybe I'll do something else but I'll just kind of like get here with my cup of tea and maybe just have a little look and I'll do something else. Because once you started it, once you're in there doing it, mm. fine. Mm. You just do it yep. and it's fun and you get an, and – and when I – it's a bit like exercise like that. Yeah. You have to set up parameters around it so it's a non-negotiable. Because yep. once you start it, you're like, why don't I always do this forever? This is the funnest thing in the world. <laughs> exactly. Except that then I also just want to sit on the couch forever. Yeah. So yeah. it's this really – your brain is so weird like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Do you yep. find that with your yoga? Yes, absolutely. There are days oh, – 
I shouldn't say that. There are weeks. There's even been months, I think, where I just have not dedicated my energy to practice and I should be doing it because I know I at the end of it, when I'm there and I'm in yeah. it or at the end of the class or the meditation or the breath work, I feel amazing. Yeah. I know that it's good for me and yet I still want to watch reruns of Suits. I don't <laughs> understand it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Ah, it's so irritating. Isn't that weird? And it happens every single freaking time. <laughs> yes. But I think it happens to everyone, even those like world famous writers and people who have been creating things for mm. forever. Yep. It still happens that they have to set up parameters for themselves somehow. Yep. Because you kind of have to trick yourself into doing it or force yourself yep. into doing it. Because once you're in it, it's great. But it's, I wonder if it's like that whole physics around, you know, like, um, the what's that the law of physics where it's about the rolling stone and once something's in motion oh god anyone who's a scientist yeah sorry scientists maybe we'll look that one up and yeah (laughs) i don't remember what that is anyway basically it just means that um if something is stationary you have to put a lot of force to get it rolling yeah right you have to put even more force to stop it okay so if you're stationary like a i.e. on the couch, mm. there's a lot of effort that has to go into getting started. Yep. But once you're started, then yep. you then it's easier just to keep going. Yeah. Yep. Hundred yeah. percent. But and so but it's just the initial starting phase. I know someone said to me once, and I do this too with a workout, mm. that if you think about, okay, I'll only if you really can't be bothered, you just go, okay, ten minutes. I'll just do it for ten minutes. And if I really hate it after ten minutes, I'll stop. Ten minutes is nothing. So I do sometimes do that with my editing or creativity yep. or work. I'll be like, just 10 minutes. And then yep. it's like three hours later yep. and you think, ooh. Yep. Actually, if I can quote the words of Kimmy Schmidt, which is a popular <laughs> show on Netflix, I'm pretty sure she says anyone can stand something for 10 seconds and then you just do another 10 seconds and then another 10 seconds and then it adds to she- a minute. And then, yeah. But it's just like you just have to start, start it. Just yeah. start. And, and keep start. So because the initial in our very first episode, we said the secret of it was just start. Yep. And then the next one is like, keep, keep going. going. Yeah. But then what you I'm realizing is there's a mini start every time. Yep. Every yep. time you go back yep. to that creative process, you have to do that just start thing. Yeah. That headspace. Just start it. And then once you're in it, you're going. Yep. And so it's that you put so much energy into not doing the thing, like all of the sort excuses and process around it. Whereas you just have to go, okay, I'll do it for 10 seconds. Yeah. And then another 10 seconds and give me, I'll write for five minutes. If you're a writer, I write for five minutes. I'll play music for five minutes. And it's better to do five minutes and do that every day. Yep. Then like put it off for a week and then try yep. to smash it all out, which is what I tend to do. I just do. keep saying yep because I just disagree yeah. with you so much. <laughs> Your head's yep. just like rolling yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. the key. That's kind of the lesson for me. Um, that I'm starting to learn, yeah, that you you do, you just have to kind of sidle yourself up mm. to things and do it when you don't want to do it yep. and when you hate it. Do you ever hate yoga? Yep, sometimes. Wow, really? Yep. I was expecting just, that. Yeah, I just, um, it's because I it's the effort in getting myself there in the first place. So like I'll, um, and it's the same with this course, which similarly to practice like when I get there it's so interesting and I'm learning so much about my body and about um how to be more intuitive as I'd said to you earlier um how to listen to it more (laughs) how to like know when things aren't right like when I talked to you about eating too much meat and how that was affecting my body (laughs) I won't share that one because I'll turn everybody (laughs) off completely (laughs) I feel like sharing it but I won't (laughs) but um I just there's something about the effort that that sort of trying to get myself there and mm. it's often trying to get myself to class after a long day at work. I'm like, oh, I'm tired and then I'm going to have to change and then I'm going to have to sit there and, oh, it's so exhausting and, mm. you know, I don't have the energy and it's going to be a whole hour and what am I going to do? And then I think I get there and I'm like, it's only an hour of my life yeah. and I am very lucky in terms of my location and where I work. I can, I'm so lucky I actually have the energy and the time to get to a yoga class I just need to sort of push myself to do it and then once I'm in it I'm fine but Mm. there are days in fact and it's less it's less with physical like stretching like asana practice but meditation 
oh my God, I don't know what is going on in my head sometimes, but I literally, and I've had days where I will sit down to try and meditate and then it's, it'll be, it's like all these crazy voices rush into my head. Like when I finally got some quiet space and then I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I literally cannot do this. I'll have to get up and I'll have to move around. So there are days where I physically or mentally can't get myself to that space, but I just, I'll keep trying because eventually, like I remember, um, I was going through a bit of a tough time like last year with work and stuff. And, um, I was like, okay, you just need to do some breath practice. I did some breath practice. And then after five minutes, I just burst into tears, but it was like a release. Cathartic. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I felt so much better after I just moved through it. I felt like I'd kind of mentally or emotionally worked through something in my Mm. own head. Mm. So, but getting myself to that point, I was like, oh, this is a bit scary. I don't know whether I'm ready to face that, but there is something about just sidling up and just 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 yeah just showing up yeah showing up isn't that isn't that a huge I know there's all these like quotes online about that that's um a lot of success is just turning up yeah but I think it really is even if you don't want to be there even if you do it so half-assed that it's the worst and I think whatever creativity or thing that you're trying to do if you just show up like I know Elizabeth Gilbert says this sometimes, she can't get her creativity going with a book that she's writing or a piece yeah. and she'll just sit there at a computer for an hour and she'll try. And sometimes eventually something happens and she'll write a little bit or she'll write a lot, but she makes herself just be there. Mm. And you can't discredit the value of just turning up yep. every week. Yep. Just being there. Well, isn't that how James sort of built his yeah, business? 100%, which annoys me because it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it every week. He just turns up, well, in the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but he does every – like people yeah. who listen to his show would know this. Literally every Sunday, mm. there he is. There's his podcast. There's his videos. And now he does a Thursday video. Mm. You know, every week it's pretty much the same. It's very rare mm. that he would ever not have something done – by the Monday, you know, mm. and up there. Like he's barely ever missed a week. Like we've gone on holidays. We got married. We During his time in his show, we bought and sold our apartment. We got <laughs> married. We went overseas probably three or four times. My dad passed away. Oh we went God. to my – like we organized his funeral. Like my son was born. <laughs> I was in hospital for a week. My son's been in and out of hospital. He's been really sick. And James has not – faltered in Mm. terms of getting something out even if like it's getting someone organizing it so that mason is the one doing it like a special with a special guest or Mm. he's got another great guy ben chinapin um who's i think he's in scotland now making a video for him or whatever it is he has not missed it yeah like he's been in in the hospital with our son making videos or like editing a podcast while he's sitting there next to him you know and that, um, oh God, now I'm going to get teary, but I just think, and our son's fine, by the way, he's fine. But I, I do think that there is that, just that idea. And I don't know where he gets it from that whole, just no, not ever not showing up. Yeah. Cause I love not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I love just like being too busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having that excuse of like, oh, my life's too crazy at the moment. My life's mm. too busy. Can't, you know, and I think people, there are so many, how many people in your life do you know who often do that? Like they're, oh, I do, I do the yoga thing, but mm. I've got this on or. Yeah, pretty much not everybody, but there are a large, the, the proportion of people that make excuses for mm. not doing their thing are far greater than the proportion that get through it. And the ones um, that tend to. Um, do the thing and the ones actually just coincidentally are the most successful people that I know. Mm. And so it's funny. So I think like out of quite a few of my friends, I'm probably the one that is constantly doing stuff. Yeah, because you're freaking amazing, mate. (laughs) You're amazing. Uh, No. Yes, you are. (laughs) Thanks, mate. I will take it because we're all about the mindset. Yeah, we really are. Because what you say happens. So if you say you're amazing, then you just are. No, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. We'll just treat both our own voice at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's 
good. Oh, no. Anyway, but I I do think that, like, you are so – okay, this is another thing. Mm. I think we are both very hard on ourselves. Yes. And you are particularly hard <laughs> on yourself. Because you always come over and you you are doing so much and have achieved so much. You have a wonderful husband. You have – wonderful relationship with your friends you've got a great career plus now you have this amazing creative pursuit that you're creating you're also on a doing a podcast i am doing a podcast you're looking after your your health and you're doing so many amazing things but we do tend to kind of get bogged down in like <laughs> my vagina is not bony enough <laughs> and also i don't know if i'll ever be able to afford a house even though i already have an apartment that i own <laughs> discredit also how you feel because mm. feelings are feelings and yep. that's how you feel and that's fine too but I think there is a thing about some people let themselves off the hook too easily yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then other people hang themselves on that hook and bloody hang them there yeah. forever and just beat themselves with a stick yeah. while they're hanging up there you know I think different people have different mentalities yeah yeah why do you think you're the way you are um look I don't know Part of me feels like, and this is of no particular, um, like I don't have a specific memory about this, but I kind of have this feeling or have had this feeling for some time that I am underestimated. And so, um, yeah, I kind of feel like, I don't know, Partially because I'm a woman, maybe I'm not going to be, I'm not as smart as other people and because I'm in legal, which is, you know, quite a paternalistic, like Mm. male dominated industry that I'm not tough enough and um, because like, I think in, especially with law school, there's a lot of people that go and they have been exposed to a lot of um, opportunities that I never had, not to say that I didn't. I certainly didn't need anything growing up. My parents did a tremendous job of giving us everything that we needed and we were so blessed with such great educations and we had great role models as parents. But in terms of having things easy, Mm. I've never really really had it. So I've had to just always work harder to feel like I'm at the same level of competency as other people. And so when I get to that level of like of achieving something, I feel like, okay – I've done that now. So what's the next thing that I can do to better myself? So I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's my own sense of mediocrity. Like I'm actually not like successful enough for human as a human being potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not oh, sure. It's really interesting, mm. isn't it? Because I, I, I think the same thing about myself. And I think the family I grew up in, in some ways is similar to yours mm. in that they gave us every – I had the most amazing supportive family and parents, but they also had really high expectations yeah. of us. But for my parents, it wasn't explicitly said. It yeah. wasn't like, you must achieve everything or we will not value you as a human being. It was never like yeah. that. They were always so supportive of anything we chose mm. to do ever. But the implicit messaging that we got when we were mm. growing up and also because of my parents having high expectations for themselves – yeah we kind of got the implicit messaging that in order to be a successful human, you need to be achieving. You need to be at this level and be doing this thing. And they were really hard on themselves about wanting to be successful and achieving and all that kind of thing. So I think you grow up, when you grow up in that environment, it's a really wonderful thing. Mm. But it also, the danger sometimes is that you're almost too hard on yourself. You are. And do you think, I don't know whether you probably... I reckon you would have come across this in your career, um, both of your careers really, Mm. that you don't realise how competent you are until someone points it out. So the other day, so I've been in this job for two weeks and I'm trying to sort of show my manager that I am competent and capable and, you know, that I can do the work. Mm. And um, we had this discussion about something and I said, oh, did you need me to get that sorted out? And he's like, you can, but. He said, honestly, if you do it three days before this meeting, he's like, you're setting a new record for um, for efficiency. <laughs> he goes, I always suspected you're an over overachiever. And he's like, you, you haven't disappointed me. And I was like, really? I just, I would never assume that I am one ever. Like, I just don't think oh, that way. Oh my God. So it's, it's interesting 
when other people point it out because you think, no, this is just normal. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and you'd look at your friends who are probably potentially maybe not as busy as you or not doing as much mm. as you but yeah. are successful in their own right and you think, you're amazing. What do you, why do you feel bad about yourself? Yeah. That's, just, that's just nonsense. You're doing great. Just exactly. stop being so critical. But when it comes to you, yeah. you kind of feel like, no, no. There are more things in the world that need to be, you know, done and done. achieved yeah. and fixed. <laughs> yes. And I am not doing anywhere near enough things. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. It's so true. I'm always saying this to James. Mm. I always am saying to him, I'm not doing enough. It's not enough. I'm not, no, I could have done that better. I should have done that better. Why am I not doing that better? Why am I mm. not doing this better? And um, my friend Ellen said this to me the day. She's actually now um, a lecturer and she's a, te- a primary school teacher, but a mm-hmm. lecturer and she's now marking students' work. Mm-hmm. And she said, God, Claire, I don't even know why I ever worried about my uni essays. <laughs> Because she's reading like the majority. She said the majority of these essays are so terrible that no wonder I got good grades. I could have worked half as hard. (laughs) And that I think, I'm not that you should work half as hard, Mm. but I just think sometimes, yeah, you and it's a good thing because it drives you forward and, and, and keeps you motivated. But we do kind of, you don't often see your own achievements sometimes. No. You don't. As about, and maybe it's also sometimes a woman thing as well. I think sometimes yeah. we're a bit more prone to not to unless it's super perfect. Yep. I, you know, we're very we're prone to not seeing the value of what we can do in our capacity. Absolutely, and I mean, I think it's sort of further complicated by all the. Um, and you can speak to experience about this. I can't because I am too paranoid about it. But. <laughs> all the complexity that comes along with motherhood and the expectation. I'm like, how does someone do stuff and then also be like good at parenting? That terrifies me. Like it really does. I am constantly saying to James, I'm a terrible mother. Oh, I really am. Couldn't be further from the truth though. But because you, okay, now I'm thinking I don't have perfect snacks in Tupperware because oh. my son's got a lot of allergies and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, God, I can't, I don't, you know, I haven't got it all figured out yet or like, God, sometimes the washing is just sitting there. No, like washing is the worst massive bus. I know there's a pile of dirty, of not dirty, <laughs> clean washing that needs to be hung out that's just sitting yep. in our hallway. Yeah. You know, I just, you do, I kind of beat myself up about that. Or if I wake up and the house is a mess, I'm like, that's it, I've failed at life. Yeah. I'm a failure and everyone's going to find out that I have a stinky washcloth in my, dish, in my in the washing machine washing up the spot and my cupboards are like the cupboards for Narnia. Like they're just like higgledy-piggledy, just everything stacked up there and I, there's probably a gremlin living in the back of them. And, and that's going to show everyone, if anyone finds out, well, now everyone will, that I am not a functioning human and I'm a terrible mother and the baby's going to grow up to have really bad habits and it's just... You do, you get kind of stuck in there. So Mm. what I've discovered I do now is I take myself out of the house. I stick the baby Mm -hmm. in the pram Mm -hmm. and I go for a really long walk Mm -hmm. or we go to like, there's this beautiful farm in Elsa am I taking to or Mm. somewhere and you go for a walk outside and then you sort of calm down. That's how I kind of get out of my head. And that's the stuff that he will love too because he just wants to spend time with you I think we as you say we talked about comparisons and how dangerous they can be so true parents are often hard incredibly hard on themselves and hard on each other and mothers I find in particularly are quite scathing in their criticism of other mothers and I don't get it because should be supportive well and also you're also going through the same shit right Mm. so um Surely you can just sympathize with their position rather than hating on them for not being able to. Like the fact that you are even concerned about snacks, <laughs> not having perfect snacks. You do have to cook all of his food at the moment because yeah. of his allergies. And like that is very impressive. A lot of parents don't have the time um, and they don't have the – or they don't have the inclination. They might have the time but they might have the inclination to do it. So like that is very impressive But he's obviously getting – a very nutrient dense diet, which is amazing. That's what that's what kids need. So I know that it's, yeah, I know that it must be hard to 
feel like you're winning as a parent, but at the same time, you're probably a bit hard on yourself, yeah. maybe. Yeah, hmm? just a tiny bit. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why this is going to sound terrible, but I have a fear of mother's griefs, like a perpetual fear. Of I do. Griefs. I don't know whether I'd want to be in one. I tr- I've tried to now, and. Even though, particularly the second one is lovely because mm. all the mums are just like friends of my friend mm. and it's much nicer than the other one I went to. Mm. But I just have this real fear of them that everyone's secretly looking at me thinking, oh God, her nappy bag needs a wash. Oh. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or like, why is your child only eating vegetables? Yeah. Or, you know, because he's allergic to the world. <laughs> so I just, yeah, it's a real, it's a really sort of hard thing to, and then I start to think, but if I don't take him to mother's groups he's never going to play with other kids Mm. and that's going to be bad too I can't do that to him um yeah it's a it's a minefield this whole hard on yourself thing Mm. um yeah and motherhood but but in saying that I also I think that there are some things in life and this is to do with your figure as well and your body Mm. and your house and everything some of my friends or people in my life put all of their energy into making everything look perfect Mm. and I sometimes think if you're going to do something creative or something else for you some of that energy can be diverted yep do you know what I mean divert that energy into something creative and you know you can't do everything so what if you like I know that um Ida Buttrose who you know was that you know that um head of magazines and really incredible powerhouse yeah, in Australia. Brilliant. She she says that. She said no one's gonna give you a medal for it if your house is perfect all the time. No. You know, and that no. she said she had kids and she was working full time in this hugely powerful job and her house was a bit of a disaster. And I often say that to myself in my head, I'm like, it's okay. I had a buttress's house is messy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. she achieved a lot of things. And my parents were the same. Their house was a disaster, but they both achieved a lot. Yeah. I just don't want a terribly messy house. Yeah. I just want a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, we've been talking for ages. Oh, really? We're like, <laughs> it's an hour. Rabbiting on and on. I know. We've kind oh. of got a bit sidetracked. Yeah, I think um, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we should probably finish up. But yeah. what have we learned out of today, do you um, think? Persist with your creative mm. pursuit, I think. Take on the constructive criticism that you know is going to help improve or help build that creative pursuit. Try not to worry too much about all the comparisons that exist in the world unless you feel that's actually going to help you you. and serve you. Yeah, and also sidle yourself up. I love that. I like that. sidle on up slowly and say 10 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes. Just sidle on up to your work and just show up. Yep. Just be there. Don't, if you don't even make anything while you're sitting there, that's cool. Just trick yourself. Sidle on up. Yep. So I'm just going to read you out an email from Mm -hmm. this week. This one is from Joy Cothesi. So she says, hi, Claire, Chanel and podcast dog. Yeah, you got an email too. (laughs) I just listened to your failure episode and I just wanted to say that I really, really appreciate it. I especially love the back and forth between you guys since that moment seemed so real and relatable between Claire and James. Something about hearing you two support each other made the moment so lovely and genuine and it felt like being invited into your home. I have a full-time job that I do enjoy, but I also want to expand and start establishing myself more as a photographer. Oh, fantastic. And it's been difficult finding time for it. Listening to you, Claire and Chanel, has been really inspiring. You guys are like cheerleaders I have right in my ear. (laughs) Woo! Go Joy! (laughs) Chanel's venture into becoming a yoga instructor is so cool in capital letters. Thank you. And it really shows you can be so busy and yet still somehow do what you want on the side. Claire, it made me so sad to hear you had difficulty with this episode and just know that you have one listener here who thinks you're doing a fantastic job and loves hearing from you guys. You both tug at my heart and have several times made me cry because I want to make the thing so much, but it's scary. It is bloody scary. It is really scary. You just have to sidle on up. You really do. That's That's the thing. I really think you're inspiring listeners out there, me included. So keep making the thing, please. I think loads of us out there need it. Best of luck. 
Joy. Oh, thank you, Joy. That was beautiful. What a bloody joy is yeah, Joy. Yeah, she is joyful. <laughs> she is bloody joyful. <laughs> Full of joy, Joy. And I want to hear and – or not hear because you can't hear photos. I'd like to see some of her photos. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, if anyone out there has a thing, please send us an email with it and I'm going to try and start sharing them on the Twitter. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah just yep, like definitely. anything that people are making or sharing, I'll share them. We can them put up. some links up on Facebook and stuff as well too. That is true at just yep. make the thing yeah and at make the thing on twitter let's yep. do that let's do that so if you have a thing that you're making just send us an email yep. to just make the thing pod at gmail.com and me or chanel will listen listen read listen read we'll do whatever it is that you like <laughs> listen read look at the images and we'll share them out so the community can kind of check out each other's stuff yep that's wonderful. I love it. Me too. I love it as well. Looking forward to seeing your photos, Joy. Yes, please. Thanks, Joy. Okay. And that's it for us this okay. week. Bye, listeners. Please please keep making the thing. Yeah. Bloody make the thing. Sidle on up to it. <laughs> yeah. Just give it a red hot give girl, it a girl. <laughs> Give it a bell, Cheryl. <laughs> Till next time. Okay. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> Olive wine. That's French. (laughs) How do you say that word? Au revoir. Au revoir. (laughs) Au revoir, guys. Au revoir. Well, that's it for this week. You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with Claire Twenty and Chanel Luchev. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. And you can find us at Just Make the Thing on Facebook, at Make the Thing on Twitter, and you can email us at justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. Till next time, keep on keeping on, guys. <laughs>